0: Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Soprano. This is a challenging episode for us because it deals with Hurricane Harvey and what golf courses in Houston are going through, but it's also one we felt necessary to do because it's going to help people and also inspire people in this industry. So joining us is Tim Huber, who's the superintendent of the Fazio course at the club at Carlton Woods. And his course is located in the Woodlands, Texas, which is in suburban Houston. And we're about two weeks out from when Hurricane Harvey made landfalls. Tim's going to share some of his experiences from the storm, some of the things he did for it, and some of the things he's done after it to, to get his golf course back in place. Tim, I know things have been hectic for you and your crew. Thanks a lot for taking some time to join us. And the, the first thing I have to ask you is just what have the last two weeks been like in the Houston area?
1: Oh, it's been crazy, Guy. i uh, say that a uh, couple weeks ago we didn't really know we were going to have a hurricane, speculation. Here from the meteorology bowl um, in, in Houston is kind of spotty. Uh, they're, they're, it's hard to be accurate, so I, you know, I, I'll give them that. But it's, uh, uh, we always have a chance of rain here, and a lot of times it's hit or miss. And, you know, that, that storm escalated so quickly, and it had a lot of people scrambling, you know, two days before it made landfall, uh, and then it upgraded to a Category 4 uh, really, just before it, it made landfall, so I think it, it caught a lot of people off guard. Uh, personally, the day before the storm here, we, we did a lot of preparation work, and uh, luckily had had uh, a little bit of time being north of the city that uh, we knew we were a day a day delayed from when it made landfall. Um, but Houston is Houston is a mess. Uh, you, you drive around the, the city streets and. kitchen cabinets out
0: anything similar to this before? And once you go through such a catastrophic st- storm, does that, does that change your perspective on work and life?
1: It, it does, yeah, it does. I haven't been through a hurricane officially uh, before. I wasn't, I wasn't in Texas for Ike, but uh, we went through uh, a Memorial Day flood last spring, uh, which, uh, you know, made us a little bit smarter going into, you know, how our course takes water and we had 15 inches of rain in, uh, in about a day, <clears throat> that Memorial Day. So uh, we saw which holes, you know, flooded. We got the um, maps out, looked at the 100-year floodplain because, you know, part of the golf course is, you know, very close to the creek. And uh, we learned a lot from, from that storm, and uh, that kind of helped us out. But uh, definitely puts perspective on how many lives it affects, you know, on your team. I, I have a staff of about 20 uh, people at, at this course, and uh, you know, you you see guys go through stuff. And um, luckily, the last two storms, uh, no one had anything major happen to them. But uh, you know, they all have friends and family who did, and it it does put uh, work and and personal life uh, stuff to balance and perspective a lot.
0: Explain the damage that Hurricane Harvey caused to your golf course. When did you first see it after the storm, and what was the extent of what happened? To your golf course?
1: Well, I tried. Obviously, luckily, I live close, and I'd be in um, like any like any superintendent would be. You want to come out and see it uh, during (laughs) during the storm, and as soon as you can afterwards. And I took a ride around Thursday after the first batch of heavy rain came through, and uh, actually took the family in in a a truck around the cart paths, and and, you know it was still raining a little bit. uh, there were some holes that were starting to flood, and we, we had to turn around and go back. And so I knew it was, I knew it was going to be bad, but I was still kind of hopeful um, that that the worst was what I saw. Uh, but then uh, the day the day after, you know, we got another another 20 inches of rain, and uh, our house almost flooded. It came very close, so I knew the golf course was going to be in big trouble. So I came back after the water receded, and I was able to get to the to the club and, and drove around. And amazingly enough, a lot of the holes were just debris, uh, trees down, some silt on some fairways, and uh, you know some silt in bunkers from, from the muddy water that rushed through. Uh, but really, uh, we did pretty well. Um, our second hole uh, was kind of the the ground zero of the damage, we had a a kind of rushing water over the beginning of the fairway, which basically excavated the fairway out and caused some some pretty pretty major damage there. And uh, probably four bunkers that all of the sand uh, came out, washed out of the the physical bunker onto the fairway uh, where there was nothing left except for the, the bunker liner. Uh, which I'm actually amazed that that stayed in as well, but that's, uh, that
0: was the extent. Tim, what is it like being a manager after a natural disaster? Obviously you knew the golf course needed work to get back to where the club wanted it, but how do you balance that work with managing your people? And what did you do to make sure that all your, your staff was accounted for after the storm?
1: Well, going into the storm, we made sure that we had a meeting with the crew and, uh, we kind of parted ways and left it um, with a, a kind of a rendezvous uh, time and date um, over the phone. So we put uh, two guys and myself, we had three people total as point of contacts, uh, and we made sure we had everybody's number, and we told them we would be in contact with them Sunday afternoon. So, you know, try to be near your phone. We want to check on everybody and, and see, you know, how everybody was doing and uh give them a tentative uh work schedule, you know, for the coming for the coming week once we could get on the golf course and see where everybody was at. And uh like I said before, luckily no one had any major uh issues, but you know, you have to obviously be understanding with guys that can't get to work. Not everybody's going to be able to come back the same day. And uh, you know you start really taking stock in the damages and itemize what the priorities are and for us the first day we came back on a wednesday was just me and and four other people that were able to come because they lived close and the roads weren't flooded um, worked on clearing cart paths you know so we can get around cutting trees clearing drains just so we can get around the golf course and uh... And assess the rest of the damage from there uh, I think it was Thursday that we were able to get uh, get most of the crew back and start clearing debris and staying just with walking manpower on on any turf areas. And you know there was logs that washed out of the woods on the fairways. There was you know bunker rakes and hazard stakes in in the trees and uh, just just stuff like that uh, that that you have to get around and, and start picking up the pieces. Um, but as a manager, you're you're juggling a lot because the membership wants to know what's going on. Obviously, you know you have to report to the general manager, so he has the information on the course, and, and he was very involved uh, with with uh, planning and the recovery process, and uh, try to establish uh, when we could open the course potentially, and and that's that's a very hard thing to do, obviously with. Uh, with the damages that you see and, and you're not really sure what, um, what the time frame is going to be to, to clean stuff up and, and allow any portion of the golf course to open, even if it's nine holes. So we started out with a week, uh, a week closure and, um, actually got the, the other course open first. So we're lucky to have 36 holes. So we sent, um, a portion of the staff over there that weekend to get all 18 holes open at the other course. And, uh, and then came back here with uh, some of their crew and started working on the on the Fazio course, which was the worst of the two. But a lot of a lot of juggling, um, a lot of juggling around uh, priorities of what to what to do first and where to put personnel and how to communicate timelines and uh, just a lot of curiosity uh, from people involved in the
0: golf course. Days following storms are are long and not glamorous at all how did you keep your staff motivated during those first few days and how did they handle the the, the shock of see, seeing their work uh, basically destroyed in a lot of ways
1: it's hard I, i'm very fortunate we have a great we have a great staff here and a lot of them have been here for years and um they've they've seen the good and the bad and you know they've seen uh you know they saw a bunker renovation last year which a lot of them were happy about cuz they were they were sick of you know pushing up bunkers after an inch of rain and um they uh they're they're pretty good guys they they get their head they put their heads down they get to work and I couldn't be happier with people i have and um i i just uh get together with them and we talk about our goals and priorities and and uh our time to shine and and that's really what everybody's kind of leaning on us to get their golf course back in in order and uh, if we can do it and have it look good in a short amount of time and do it right, uh, it just really represents our department really well and uh, you know, so they they understand that that's that's the idea you know, here we want to be uh, seen as hard working guys that are making smart decisions and is the, uh, the staff that they have which is the ultimate
0: goal where does reopening the golf course after such a devastating storm so quickly where does that rank on the fulfillment meter I mean how satisfied was everybody on your crew and yourself when you guys did accomplish your goal
1: we opened yesterday uh, and we didn't have you know like I said we have 36 holes so it's a, a little bit easier on us than, than say an 18 hole but you know, we had contingencies, uh, to open nine holes, you know, if we had to, and, and, you know, our members pay a lot of money. Um, you know, they, uh, everybody has cabin fever. People just want to get out of their house after being stuck in their house for a week and flooded in. They want to, they want to get out and see their golf course. They want to play some golf and and just get the stresses off their mind. We knew we wanted to open something relatively quickly, you know, for our membership. And, um, Obviously, 18 holes would be great, but we did have a contingency to open nine if necessary. And uh, we just talked about what day would work, and, and we settled on about a week, you know, to to uh, get on the golf course Wednesday to Wednesday, and uh, you know, work through the weekend and a lot of overtime, and, and just uh, and just get after it. And uh, so it, it did rank pretty high on, on our priorities because we do we do like to uh, kind of run without any any major downtime at our facility so we always set the goal high and we always um, you know put a lot on ourselves uh, and we're, we're comfortable with
0: that you mentioned you weren't sure if this storm was going to hit or not so you didn't have a ton of time to prepare for it but what were some things you did in that day before the storm or that period before the storm that, that helped you after the, the storm hit
1: what I learned from the before the Memorial Day flood of 2016, um, you know, typically we we shut off power to the pump station um, or to the to the satellite boxes through the breakers in the pump station. Uh, but during that storm, we did we didn't depressurize the, the actual pipe in the in the ground, uh, which which turned out to be a mistake, uh, you know, an oversight by myself. But I learned from that, and, and this time around we uh, we depressurize the system. We turned off the power to the pumps. We turned off the power to the satellite boxes. Um, obviously, you pull in all course accessories and anything that can get airborne on the course and cause damage. Trash cans, uh, flags, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but then you you know you really look at the shop and you say what what at the shop needs to get inside the building. You know, prioritize equipment get inside the buildings uh, and take a walk around the shop and, and, and do the same, make sure there's nothing around the shop that's going to take flight and, you know, crash through a window or, or anything. Um, so we spent, we spent the day doing that. Uh, and then, you know, once we had that stuff secured, it was getting on the golf course, um, making sure drains were unobstructed, uh, even, in the, even in, the, in the native grass areas, uh, getting those edged up and, and blown out. So any water that did come on property, had as much chance to get off property as soon as possible, but again, when you're when you're when you're facing 35 inches of rain uh, plus, there's not there's not a whole lot you can do uh, with that. So it was um, you know protecting those major assets and uh, turf wise, other than the drains, it's you know taking care of your greens. You know we we put a preventative fungicide out uh, beforehand just to cover ourselves from you know, four days of, of rain and no sun and, and the cooler temperatures. And other than that, it's meeting with the crew and taking the preparations for your, your personnel and making sure they understand what's to come and when to contact or when to look to get contacted by us and kind of have a tentative schedule to, to regroup and,
0: and get through. What type of grasses do you have on the course and what are some things you're on guard for here in the, the following weeks and months, it just doesn't end when the course is cleaned up, right?
1: Yeah, there's going to be some lingering stuff for sure. Um, we have we have zeon Zoysia on all our short grass and typical greens, and uh, you know, really, one of the things that comes to mind with rising water and, and flood waters is, you know, you just get that um, <laughs> you get the silty the silty mud that kind of seals off all your verification, you know, and stuff. You get that, that layer built up. You get a lot of weed seeds that come on property or, you know, the stuff that was on property gets moved around as the water goes down. And uh, lucky for us, time of year, we're not facing much disease pressure on uh, the bulk of the golf course. The greens, you know, you worry about with cooler temperatures and wet weather, uh, some leaf spots, some pythium potential, Um but uh, short of that, it's, um, it's really just clean up and, and making sure that we repair stuff correctly, uh, and, and especially with our bunkers that were just redone last year, you know, getting into those and, and really making sure we get all the contaminant out and, and getting new material in it so we don't, um, we don't shorten the lifespan of the bunkers. One of the other things uh, that I forgot to mention with your last question yeah, was, was calling uh, tree services and getting on their wait list, you know, post-storm. We did that before the storm hit, knowing that we were going to have high winds. Uh, we didn't end up needing them to come out. We were able to do it in-house. But I know that's something that uh, those tree service companies get super busy uh, post-hurricanes, just, like, uh, just like a house contractor would. And uh, we got those guys on, on call and said, look, we want to be high on your waiting list. Um, you know, come out when the storm's over with. And uh, we might have some major trees down and, and
0: stuff like that. What's the golf industry network like in Houston? And were you communicating with other superintendents or other people in the business after the storm about what was going on at their courses? Did you have time to do that? And is that something that, that goes on in your market?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, Houston's a great. It's a great city, and, and you know the golf course business down here is just it's 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 growing. Uh, the golf network is growing. Uh, I think I, I feel like I'm getting closer to a lot of the guys in the area. Um, just just great guys, you know, guys over at, at, at Blue Jack and, and Lock and Bar and Champions and numerous other courses around around just my area. And uh, we, we definitely were on a text chain. Uh, we were definitely uh, asking each other what was going on in their courses. Were they able to get out? What kind of damage they had afterwards? Um, and you know, a few of those guys, you know, they're 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 uh, so helpful. Like most like most guys are in this business. They're even their GMS. You know, a lot of them approved uh, their their guys once their course was up and running to go out and help other people um, that needed it. You know, other golf courses. I got a lot of phone calls after people saw my my pictures and just said, Hey, you know, once our golf course is back, you know, we can send some guys over to help you and. Uh, that sort of thing. So it's, it's a tight knit uh, community in the golf industry here.
0: What are some of the most inspiring things you've seen the last few weeks?
1: Uh, I, I just I, I can't even um, put a lot of it into words with all the the help um, that that people have done out, outside of the golf away from the golf course industry. Just watching the good-hearted people. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, which is really refreshing to see because. You know, a lot of people today just feel like everybody is is um, cynical and, and, and whatnot. But the uh, the 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 spirit here is amazing. The people are helping uh, each other. Demo their houses, cut out drywall, roll up carpets, um, hand out hand out uh, meals. There's companies that are uh, cooking. You know. 200, 300 pizzas and, and going door to door in neighborhoods near them and, and just giving people dinners. Um, it's just, it's really outstanding. The outpouring of support from our membership, you know, coming back to the golf courses, um, our membership has been great. They, they've done private fundraisers and uh, the club itself has, done, has set aside some money to help any employees that were affected or displaced, uh, especially those with little kids that, that might need stuff immediately following the flood and uh, it's really amazing it's really amazing to see uh, people come together and I know I've made a lot of a lot of friends uh, through this in my neighborhood and and definitely feel more rooted down here than I did before the storm.
0: Last thing unfortunately natural disasters are, are part of life and golf is obviously an outdoor game played over giant landscapes. What would you tell a superintendent that may have to go through one of these? What guidance would you give to the to the next person that has to deal with such a devastating storm?
1: Day by day, can't stress out about it. You know, you can't control the weather. And uh, prepare as much as you can, and, and you control what you can. And uh, afterwards, it's prioritizing um, what needs done first. And a lot of times, uh, you know, most superintendents realize it's, it's not always their call, and uh, you, you usually you know, have to do what's important to the owners or the membership or the company. And, uh, and and that's kind of the route you have to take. You just have to represent their interests and, and do what you can do and look after your crew and your department and make sure the um, thing that is in your power is organized, you know, because in such a chaotic chaotic event, I mean, that's really the only thing a superintendent and their crew has is is organization
0: and and flexibility. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And from everyone here at GCI, obviously, uh, Houston's been in our our thoughts the last few weeks. And whatever we can do to help superintendents in your area, please let us know.
1: Absolutely, Guy. I really appreciate um, you reaching out and checking up on us. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you in the future.